so today I have here with me um, a very good friend of mine and a fraternity brother, Keith. So, Keith, I appreciate you coming on. This is going to be the first pilot episode for Black Man's Love series. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, obviously this platform is going to be one by us and for us to have these kind of conversations about, you know, experiences we had uh, with the women that we love and how that's, um, you know, helped develop our character and the type of men that we are today. So, you know, I'm going to ask you a question that I'm going to ask all of my guests who come on to start off. Do you remember the first time you fell in love? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I guess uh, what I thought I was falling in love was probably like in seventh grade, maybe. Okay. You know, and uh, there's this girl, she's in eighth grade. And I just remember her, like, you know, being... Um, one of the more popular girls at school, especially for her looks, for sure. Okay. And uh, I just remember, like, some of my sports friends telling me, like, that she liked me. I was just like, what? I already loved her before. Okay. <laughs> before, before she even yeah. did. Before I even thought it was possible. That's crazy. So, yeah, and I just remember, you know, um, uh, you know, dating her for a year or two and I think that's, that's, oh, I ain't gonna say, I think that's the first girl I actually had uh, intercourse with. So. Eighth grade? I was in seventh. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, so. What made you so confident to do it in seventh grade? Uh. Niggas weren't really pulling a plug like that in seventh grade. I think I, I had a, you know, I had an older brother, so, you know, okay. I knew he was, you know, okay. what he was doing. Yeah, okay. You know, and then my grandmother's house, they had the box where you can watch whatever. So. Okay, so you already get up hip to it. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. You know, and I know, I just remember, you know, going through that, and I was just like, yeah, like, then I thought that was the mm. first time I was in love. Um, I don't know. I think I, I think at some point, you know, now I'm looking at, uh, looking through relationships, and I'm thinking like, you know, you might have thought you like any of these women, these these, these women I were dating, mm -hmm. or like actually in a relationship with, like, like at some point you at least have love for them. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, but probably might have been, yeah. I mean, that was my first time in seventh grade. Now, looking back at it, I, I kind of think like, I know which one truly was my first one. Yeah, so that's good. Wow. Do you think that that was your first meaningful relationship? Or would you consider it meaningful? Yeah, you know, I think, know? yeah. I mean, I think I think any relationships, I mean, I think, I think anytime you have a relationship where you're dealing with somebody for an extended period of time, you know, it's going, it's going to be meaningful, whether it's in a negative way or it's a positive way, it's going to, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to learn from it or you're going to, you know, start to pick up certain things that you like, that you don't like, you know, that you put up with, that you won't. You know, so I think it was real meaningful. It taught me a lot for sure because, you know, like that was my first time engaging, you know, I, I had had girlfriends growing up but I, I never engaged in intercourse with them, so you right. know, that's another level. And you know, that's a lot of feelings to be dealing with that at what, thirteen years old. Yeah, it's a lot of responsibility. Right. I'm thinking this is at that time I'm like, I'm gonna marry this girl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. That's how we yeah, that's how it was though. Yeah. 
when we all had that initial, um, that first, like I definitely, I didn't have mine at 13. Mine was at 16. But nonetheless, it was the same thing. It was yeah. the same feeling. Like, shit, I'm probably gonna marry this girl. Unbeknownst to me, we was probably done like eight, eight, nine months later. But that's just how it was then, though. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. Who do you think you probably learned more about love from between your mom and your dad? <laughs> well, I, I didn't have a dad growing up. So, you know, I didn't, yeah. I didn't learn a lot from him, of course. His absence may have taught me a lot. I was about to say, yeah. Yeah, but my mother, um, my mother, uh, I mean, she, she had a husband. Um, in the way, you like. consider her a step? No. No. It was my, it's my younger brother's younger sister's okay. father. Um, but she had a husband, and, you know, and. Technically, it was her husband because they went downtown and they, they signed yeah, papers. But yeah. and looking at it the way he treated her, and you know, so I, I learned a lot looking at their relationship, a lot of negative things, you know, and you know. But I also learned I learned, I learned that, that, that she she did love him, you know. So it was just like you know, growing up, you know, from about as early as I can remember, six seven years old, I can, you know, I will see your real good times that they had with each other, you know, but I will also see some real bad times, so, you know, as a kid, you're picking up both, you know, so, you know, we, we like to model after what we see, and, you know, you're growing up in a space where it was more negativity than it was positive, positivity and shit, so, I, I guess I learned a lot, you know, both ways, negative and positive from my mother. Were you able to ask questions? When you saw shit, when you peep shit, were you able to highlight your mom like, "Yo, mom, I seen this and that, and how it made you feel"? Were you able to have that kind of dialogue? You didn't have that type of family, okay? You know, um, you know, my mom isn't very expressive. My mom, you know, she like she more like like it is what it is. Okay, you know, you know with the punches type shit. Yeah. So even on that extent, like, I didn't start telling my mom I love her regularly, you know, or each other. Us telling each other we love each other regularly until, you know. Four or five years, maybe? Bro. 33. So, yeah, that's like, yeah, bro. You got through a lot of life where you think, like, you know, it wasn't a love filled house for sure. So, talking about some shit like that, I've been like, it's kind of tough, bro. Like, go the fuck on. Yeah, you know? Damn. But that's real, though. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that I think many of us see that, like, our mothers had that same temperament. Like, black moms, they just, they're strong like that. Like, yeah. you know, and they don't always vocalize. Or at least in front of us, they are. Yeah, sure. that's a great. Good point. Good point. Uh, and so, both what you saw from your father's absence in conjunction to how you saw, you know, the dynamic between your mom and her husband, how did that kind of influence what type of father you eventually want to be? Um... Uh, for certain, I know, for, I thought from a young age, like, you know, and I, I thought I was a, you know, I thought I was like, you know, a pretty good, a pretty okay kid. Like, why would my dad not want to be in my life? You know, you, you start asking yourself questions like that, but knowing it's like, it has nothing to do with me now. 
looking back at it, but right. I always told myself, I can't wait to have a son so I can be better than what right. these two men that I had in my life were, you know, and, like, yeah, so it just, like, pushed me to be like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a better father no matter what, and it's just, it was motivated off of that, you know. Have you, or have they ever tried to connect with you since you've been grown? Uh, I have a, uh, with my dad now, my dad has, and I, you know, we see each other every once in a while, okay. and, you know, I don't hold, we've had conversations too, like, about what happened. Okay. You know, so now you get to see, like, it's always a couple sides of the story, you yeah. know, and I'm going off of <laughs> what my mom just said, and it's like, eh, then you go off what he said, I'm like, probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe he wasn't shit, but she probably wasn't shit either, <laughs> so y'all probably trying to you know, and you know, I got, you know, I just always looked at that those situations and just like for me, like I gotta be different. I want to be different. You know, how old were they when they had you? Um, were they young? I mean, fairly. Like maybe my mom was like twenty two or twenty three. I don't really know my mom's okay. age. Still. Well, just because. She, okay. Yeah, you know, I get it. Like I've never been allowed to look at her license. <laughs> you know, she always be like, "Well, I was born." I know her birth date, but I don't know the actual year, so it's like... Y'all know what to put on the uh, cake. What candle? Whatever candle to put on yeah, the Yeah, usually she, you know, so... Just whatever. She, they were they were fairly young. I'm like 22, 23. Okay. You know, but mind you, my dad had a... I got a brother from him that's 33, too. Well, he'll be 33 in January. So wow. I was born in November. Okay. He was born in January. Then I had a sister that's like... A year older than me, she was born in October. Wow. So, you know, so he got three kids around the same age. Yeah, it's like, interesting. You know, uh. Did, do they have a closer relationship with him? I would say that they do, yeah. Did they grow up in the house with him as well? Mm, I don't know. Okay. I, don't, I, don't, I know I know my brother didn't. I don't know him. Okay. My sister seems to have had a really good relationship with him. More still does, okay. yeah. That's interesting. So, yeah. And so. Now that you're a father, how do you think that you were prepared when it happened? Prepared? Or did it just happen? Uh, and you just kind of adjusted? It just happened and you just kind of like go with it, just learn as you're going. Okay. You know, you, know, you see a commercial where they were like, there's no perfect parents. Right. So, you know, you know, like, you know the extremes of what you're not supposed yeah. to do. You know, um, you kind of know like that set standard, like show love, be kind to your kid, you know, teach them and those things. But there's some variables that get added in there where you're like, well, damn, how do I handle this? And, you know, and, and speak with my, with my son, you know, and it's, uh, I don't know, it just, you know, just kind of like roll with it. And I was, of course, I was 24 when I had my kid, so I was a lot older than a lot of people around me, so. Okay. But I still, at 24, even at 24, in my, I mean, the way, looking back the way I used to act, it was still, know still a lot of immaturity yeah. here, so it's like you know I got this person I'm responsible for you know but still in my head I'm still you know I'm still in college too so where you, you was at case I was at case State. Yeah. okay I was an undergrad at 24 that was my last year of undergrad. really yep. damn I don't know why I thought that you had had him prior for whatever 2010 oh yeah okay yeah what was the, what do you think was the biggest immediate adjustment 
was it just like, damn, bro, I'm in college, like, I'm playing football, how do I manage my time now, or is it like the travel, is it the money, like, what was the first, like, damn, immediately it was just like, the way I spend my money kind of changed, okay, like, I, I, I would be in this, you know, you go to the store, you like, you want to go get what you like, but then you, you, you're walking around the store, and now you're like, you're shopping for two, you know, and it, it kind of puts a dent in your what you want. Um, and I'm already a college student, so I'm super broke. All right, yeah, we know um, is. You know, um, time wise, I mean, I got to see him on breaks when I went back home. Um, as he got older and as I got into grad school, he would come down certain weekends and chill, or like during my winter break, like I would be working, so she would come and he would be able to stay with me for like two or three weeks during winter break um, and things of that nature. But we was living in two different states, so it wasn't. That big of adjustment of time. And he was here, right? Yeah, he was here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how did he enjoy coming down? Oh. Uh, did he like being nah. on campus or being down there? At yeah, all? he'd be running around campus or he'll be, you know. I mean, I think he had a good time when he would come down, like, because he's like, shit, like, I'm not, for real, when he comes down, I'm just like, you know, want to love on him and just be cool and be funny and play play around all day. Like, I didn't, I didn't. Do a lot of disciplining when we were down there, like so it was just really acting crazy. But other than that, we just were trying to do a bunch of fun, fun stuff with him, and, you know, taking places, you know, shit like that. Was he there when you at, uh, for the pro bit? No. Okay. How does he feel about you being the pro? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or does he have yeah, any feelings? <laughs> I don't know if he has any feelings yet. I don't know how to. Do it. I showed him it before. He was because he asked me. I got this big gorilla on my arm. Right. Like, Why'd you get that? <laughs> I try to explain it to him. He was looking at me like, you know, like, yeah, too much. I don't know. Bring it back to me right. later day. That's hilarious, bro. <laughs> That's funny, bro. No, so shit. When you had that initial adjustment, how was the co-parenting? How was you, you know, trying to handle that? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, well, you gotta think. I mean, and mother, mother, we was actually together for a while. Okay. Um, for a couple of years before we even had him, but toward the end, toward toward the end, we had him like toward the end of our actual relationship. You know, okay. So, you know, of course, co-parenting it is isn't the wasn't ideal. No, it was not the easiest, and it's always like she's talking about money. And I'm like, I'm in college, and I'm like, how much do you think that I'm going to be able to, you know? Um, so, you know, it's that resentment, and then it's just like, um, she also had the, what you call it, the, um, the hero mom syndrome. Okay. She, she had that, so she's still to this day. Yeah. You know, um, our, our relationship is a little better today because, I mean, it's just like, you get older, you start to figure out, like, it's less about how much I dislike you or how much I don't agree with you or how much I resent you than it's just more about having him grow up in an environment that he doesn't have to look back on and be like, and fill in the holes and try to figure it out for himself where it's just like, you know, you just want him to be in a good environment growing up and just being like, all right, my mom and dad aren't together, but, you know, everything's still cool. Do you still look forward to having more children once you get married? I do. I do. I want to have like two or three more kids. Okay. Yeah. Big family, Madison? Yeah, for sure. I ain't mad at it. Do you feel like you're on the time crunch? I don't. I mean, my 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 lady. Uh, you know, 
women are all, are always want to clock for her, so it's like she's thirty three, so she's kind of damn. You know, so that's so crazy how that biological clock race, like right, shit, really real. When you're still at thirty three, you're still fairly young, so yeah. it's like. But you do you have that? You have you know, and we have that discussion too, and I'm just like. eventually like you know soon make her an honest woman so it can we can start popping them out. Oh, that's right. So <laughs> what do you think being a father has taught you about love? Um kids are I mean it's the one person that 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 I feel like you have to love unconditionally. Because a lot of the things that that's going on that what you feel, you know, your that, that kid doesn't understand it. So you know, like, you know, so you, like I always have to be appear to be like this superhero. Like I can fix anything. You know, if anything's going on with you, like dad is there. You know. Um, you Do you feel more pressure because you're a dad to feel like you have to be a superhero? Yes, because especially when you know, like, well, we have joint custody, so he's with me half the time, with her half the time, but. You know, I know the days where he's feeling like he wants his mom. Like, you know, so it's just like sometimes it's natural like to be like, I'll 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 have to check myself tonight. Like, this isn't a competition to get me to like either one of us more. But you know, it's just like yeah, like even in times where I'm feeling like I know he would rather have his mom during the time where he's down or something going on with him. This is like I still gotta love him. You know, no matter what. No matter if he does like his mom more or if he does feel like if something's going on like with me emotionally, I'd rather go talk to my mom than talk to you like, or, you know, things of that nature. But since having him, do you think that it's a myth that men don't have the ability to be nurturing? Because, uh, I mean, it's, it, we all agree that obviously it's more innate for women, but oftentimes I feel like they we, or society tries to make it seem like we don't even have the ability to do so. So do you think that that's just kind of a myth? I think that's a big myth, but I also think that, you know, there's, I think there's some truth to it, but I think that it's, you know, like I have to I have to consciously tell myself, like, yo, oh, you going too hard. Like you're okay. talking like he's, he's not. So um, you're talking to him like he's, he's 14 and yeah. he's going to understand, like, you know. That's interesting. You know, so sometimes I do just like, you know, like, he'll come like, and he'll try to like lay on me, and sometimes I'll be like, get off me. But then sometimes I'm like, nah, come on, bring it up, buddy. You know, because, yeah, because it's just like you don't know, you don't ever know 100 percent of what somebody's going through. So like, if you know, he ain't, he's not a big lovey dovey kid, but it's just like if he does like want to come, like kind of like lay on me or whatever, it'd be like, man, like what you going through, you know? Mm-hmm. Like so, it's just like. I try to be as nurturing as possible without leaves and being like, you know, like so codependent on if I if I'm not talking in a soft way or if I'm not that he can't take it, but also being like, oh, I know my dad loves me. Right. So like, even as a parent, do you identify like he has love languages? Yeah. Like so, what what are maybe his top two or top three that you've figured out now as a dad like okay this is how I really connect with him and show him the kind of affection that he needs well 
I think I, I know that I think his love language is gifts for sure. Okay. <laughs> Go uh, figure. I think that comes from I think that comes from the other side a lot. Oh, interesting. So like, okay. his love language is like he thinks like every every weekend is supposed to be an adventure. Okay. Like, what are we doing today? <laughs> and not 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 adventure like going on a walk or going up in a park, but it's like, are we going to Legoland? Are we going to the movies? Or you know, are we doing something that you know like like is extravagant and it's just like. Dude, I don't know. Like, this isn't a circus yeah, life for you. Yeah, like, you're not wow. always, you know. Um, but I also think some of his love languages is like, you know, like, like sometimes, like, I think he'd be wanting me to, you know, he'll want me to, like, let, 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 let's talk. And he'll just, he'll talk. And he'll be, you know, kids ramble on. And I'll just sit there and listen. I think sometimes he likes, it. like, that makes him feel connected with me when he, when he can just sit and talk. And he'll be talking about some of the weirdest shit that I don't even know. And I'll just be like, oh, yeah. You Don't say, know what you're talking. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm with it, you know, about ten of those every once in a while. But yeah, so that's what's up. Wow. What do you think is the one thing that he has definitely picked up about you or, or learned from you that he's starting to now kind of exhibit in his behavior? Um, that you like, damn, that's definitely me right there. Yeah. When you do um, that, he's he's, he's kind of he's a, he's a bit snarky. You know, he's a bit, uh, he's highly emotional and like, you know, like, you know when he's feeling a, t- a way, like, it's like, it's hard for him to like hide it, you know, um, he's got, I've got like the dojo is how we communicate with teachers now through like, this app called the dojo. What's, is that like a tech, it's like some yeah, text teacher app, Yeah, they can text, they wow. can update you on what's going on, tests coming up or whatever. And they do that shit in class? Would they text you in class if like? Yeah, they'll text me, yeah. That's wild. Kai's doing this today. This today. <laughs> That's wild. I ain't know they yeah. had that. And I've got a few of them where I've read them. I'm like, this is exactly what I've done in school. And I'm like, shit. You know. Um, but I always try to talk to them about, you know, like, there is no, there's zero tolerance for disrespect of adults. But there is a way to challenge adults where they don't feel disrespected. You know, it's a fine line. That's what I did to my teachers a lot where it was just like, you know, like, well, you're saying I'm doing it this way, but I'm going to yeah. do it this way. That's still, like, not the proper way to do whatever it is she told me to do. But, you know, and it's just like teachers, you know, don't like that shit. Teachers like to be like wardens. Now, let me ask you this. Now, when you was growing up, did your mother have more of the you don't talk back to teachers at all kind of? You know disposition with, with you as a student, because you sound. I mean, you 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 give kind of a little more leeway. Like as long as it's respectful, you know, say what you got to say. Whereas I feel like when we was growing up, it was like, nigga, you better not say nothing. Yeah, don't say shit. Uh, I had a genuine fear of not doing bad in school for a while okay. as, as youngin. Okay. But when I got to about about fourth or fifth grade, and uh, I have this like say like I always say like. I felt like when I got to about fifth grade, like, I can outsmart my mom. Really? Yeah, so, like... You was trying her? Yeah, for sure. And it was like those whoopings didn't hurt as much as they used to. <laughs> so, like, that fear was going out the door. Yeah. So, I was trying teachers a little more often. I was doing things that, you That's know... Hilarious. And like I said, it wasn't, like, super disrespectful. It wasn't disrespectful, but it was like, this nigga is not doing what I tell him to do, you know, and shit like that. But... Those are some of the things I see from him, but I also see some of the things where it's just like, like where it comes to like clothes or like he's looking like, okay. like 
to see what he like. And sometimes it's just like, oh, I'm just gonna put on whatever. But I'll be like, well, that's just me. I'll just put on whatever. But sometimes it's like he knows he's going somewhere where he needs to get. Get, yeah, he's like I, I need to put, you know, and he doesn't put so much into it where it's materialistic, but it's just like he has particular pairs of shoes that he likes, okay. you know, and it's things of that nature. And he's just like, I can't just give him whatever, and he's rolling with it now. It's like I want to have an opinion on what you buy me. That's actually, I was, I'm glad you you kind of segue into that naturally, but because I've always been curious, especially with us being younger millennial parent or. You being a millennial parent, but me eventually, you know, when I become a parent, like, we grew up in a different era where it was really trendy, you know, that fashion shit was very heavy. Um, a lot of us grew up very brand conscious. How do you balance that for him? Because you, I mean, you still want him to look nice, but you don't want him to be, you know, like, obsessed at night. Yeah, I have, I don't, I don't think, I don't think he... I don't think he knows brands like that. Okay. Yeah, just shit. I don't think so. So I haven't really had a depth delve too far into it. I know he has this, like he really likes phone posits. Right. You know, but I don't know if he knows that phone posits are Nikes because he also picked out a pair of Puma runners for school shoes. Okay. So it's like I think he just looks and like, oh, I like that. Like how those look. let me get those. I don't know if he knows that it's a Nikes, it's a Adidas, it's a Puma, or it's a. And he's saying, like, oh, it's a nice shoe. You know, and just for his clothes, like, or his jeans, like, I know his jeans are the better ones. Like, okay, where are these? You know, like, these cost a little bit more. These are a bit more quality. Um, but I don't think he does. I don't think he does. You know, he's a, Which is good. Yeah, I don't, I think one time we put him in a group chat, like, this boy on his birthday went, got, he had a good outfit, clean outfit on. And he went to school and played football, and his shoes were muddy, his pants, his flannel. And I was just like, Real. so he had no inkling <laughs> of, I need to keep this shit clean. But I did that same shit in fifth grade, so yeah. that's funny, man. We really do repeat, or I, it seems like kids just repeat, you know, some of the same thing we did as, you know, as kids. But I would just naturally, like, that behavior is just there. What do you think, even with him being nine, what do you think is probably the most important lesson about love that you've taught him? Mm. I think, you know, like my my lady now isn't his mom, so, you know. um, And he doesn't, I don't, like he doesn't get to see a lot of interaction between me and and his mom. But for sure, me and my lady, and my lady, she's real conscious about, you know, how we model ourselves in front of him. So, it, 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 I think he, you know, like, when me and my lady is hugging, okay. like, I'm, like, giving her a hug, and he'll come on my group hug, you know. <laughs> you know and and I, I, I've told him out of my mouth for sure, like, you know, like, like he's, he's going through those things where girls are, like, Talking shit to him at school, or you know, okay. I'm like nine times out of ten, if a girl like, wasting her time hey. talking stuff to you, she probably likes you. Okay, he's just like, it's like she doesn't like me. She just sees, sees me. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, he's now. not. He's not. He he's not in that yuck phase anymore about girls. Okay. He's kind of like you know. So he he you know he's kind of like trying to figure it out, and I just you know, he's he had a time where like he had a time for example, like he had a time at school where you know a girl. She put her hands on him, and you know, it was just like, 
I've always told him like, if a girl touch you, you run. If she hits you, run. You know, if a girl is really aggressive with you, you run. You go the other way. I was like, I don't care if she's right, wrong, or indifferent. You'll never win that battle. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's one thing that I always talk to him about with dealing with women. Period. Like, or this is a friend, girlfriend, or whoever. You know, if if it ever gets to the point where it's physical in a negative way, mm-hmm. you know, you you out. Like, you you are wrong no matter what. If you if you retaliate or if you go first or whatever, you know, you go the other way. I'm like, I don't even want you to want to hear about you arguing with girls. You know, because, you know, just you where we at today, to like, it's just like, you know, and I think that's one of the, the lessons that I always harp on when it comes with dealing with, with, with women. Um, even with me and my lady, like, we won't argue in front of Oh, just about to ask you that. Like, yeah. do you, if it does get tense, do you find yourself having to literally catch yourself in the middle of it? Like, yeah, yeah for uh, sure. Uh, like, and sometimes like, she'll give me the eye, like, hey, like, dude, right, here, like, dude, right here, like, chill. That's you know? interesting. And, and that, that's where I be like, you know, she's right. And you know, um, I think one time we thought he was my baby sleeping. We were kind of like talking. We had a we having a pretty intense conversation. And he came out. He came out of his room with his with his hands in the air. Me as a parent is kind of like, you know, I try to be like, yo, we ain't going in. Are we too loud? Mm. Yeah, we was talking about this, but really we were having an argument. Mm. You know, you know, if a kid come on putting in air, like it wasn't so loud where, you know, it, it was, was waking him yeah. up, with it, but it was just like that was like, why are y'all doing? It, it looked his face yeah. was like, like, why are y'all doing this? You know, so That's interesting. You know, like yeah, so we definitely try to model like this. You know, a clean relationship and a good relationship in front of him for sure. Because, you know, like I said, kids, they, what they see is what they do. Mm. And so you had already kind of hinted at looking forward to pursuing, you know, marriage. What is, you know, what is maybe the one or a couple of things that you're most looking forward to, when, uh, you know, as a husband? Oh, uh, <laughs> Um, I don't know. Uh, we talked about how different does it get after we get married, right? I think it just it make, it's probably gonna make us feel closer, you know. But um, I don't know. I mean, I kind of like, you know, you always I try I try not to set any expectations, you know, on what you know like what's gonna change or what's gonna um, you know, what's gonna be different because you know like as soon as you start to think it's going to be something different or it's going to, you have some expectations you know you kind of set yourself up for disappointment and you know um, I think one time I was talking to somebody I can't remember who told me but it was just like you know like if you're about to marry somebody like think about who that person is right now at this time of day right now and if they stayed that exact same person for the rest of their life would you be able to, to deal with that or would, would that be cool? Would that be fine? And I was like, I mean, that's an interesting take because it's like, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think about that now that, I don't think I mean like, I think they're just talking about like personality-wise and things of that nature. Of course, I want some of my lady to always be ambitious and be trying to grow in certain ways, but just like who they are, is their character right, their character good, their personality good, and things of that nature. And it's like, yeah, I would, I would you know, so. I don't, I don't really, you know, I'm trying to look into it too much and be like, what's going to change? I just be like, 
you know, it's gonna be what it's gonna be. You know, I'm just gonna try to make sure I do my part to make sure it's okay. Do you feel like she's changed you? Oh, for sure, for sure, for certain. Um, I think the biggest thing is just accountability. Yeah, you know, where it's just like she's. It's not like she. I don't want to say she sets me straight, but she. She's always been vocal. You know about like if she if she doesn't like something, and you know it's always been up to me like to be account hold myself accountable and you know and change the, the behavior that I'm doing or whatever that whatever action I'm doing you know to make sure like He's for me just as much as I feel like she's for me. Mm-hmm. He for her. You know, so. And, you know, uh, Has there been? She made me better with money. You know. Mm. She, like she knows where every penny down to the cent of hers goes to. Like now I know that you know, where my money is going. Like how you know, um, which is a lot of women. I ain't gonna say. I don't want to say a lot of women. <laughs> you know, I mean, a lot of, you know, people, a lot of people, period, yeah. encourage Seriously. people to spend, 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 you know, and, you know, a lot of my past relationships, that's what, you know, like, we can just think of what we're going to spend our money on them when it's coming in. Mm. Um, now it's just totally, totally different. Like, I got a, a spreadsheet that mm. all our budget for the month is on things of that nature. She's opened me up to, even though we were in college, and I mean, I did pretty good in college. I read, read books. I looked, I've researched. Research. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I researched it and read that way, but I didn't, I don't read a book on a baby. Mm. You know, or just have this book that I wanted to read, like, read a couple books a year. No, I wasn't doing that. Um, she introduced that to me. She got me a book. I think The Four Agreements was the first book she got me. Ah, that's what's up. Um, and you know but she kept asking me about, like what you think about that book and I'm just like you know really pr- hold you we were new too so I'm just like oh shit I gotta really read the book so yeah. I can tell her about <laughs> she really owed it you know and I could and I think that she, I think she's the first she's the first woman that I've encountered that like and there's of course there's been a lot of women that I've dated that are probably smarter than me but she's the first woman that I can openly admit that I can't I can't you know she, she, she made she got is, it. yeah, she's smarter than me. She got it, that's funny. So I can't, you know, like, psych her. I can't, you know, like, she know what I'm bullshitting. So it's just like, mm. oh, I really had to read a book and tell her about it. And have a conversation with her about it. So, you know, that's the, you know, that's why I say we're at accountability coming over. She's like, she's always on me in a way where it doesn't feel like she's on my back. But she's making sure, like, this is for the greater good of you, not for mm. me. You're not doing anything for me. You're doing this for yourself to be the best version of you, you know. And that's, you know, that's something that you can appreciate about a person that, that comes in your life and does that. So, like, and I think I think another thing that's really important that she's not taught me, but, you know, because I was in a transitional period before I met her where I was just, like, I had a couple relationships where it was just, like, they were shit. And it was mm. just like, you know, why are they shit? So I'm like, what can I change about myself? But, you know, she makes sure that I respect other women too. Mm. Like, so I can't just be like, man, this, this B-word got on my nerves today. Or, or you know, she's like, this who? You know, I'm just like, oh, shit. This Boy, is early yeah. on. Like, my bad. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> don't. I'm like, oh, okay, you know. And whenever, still to this day, like, whenever I 
like if if some if, if it's a woman that's made me mad and I say some you know some crazy things about her, she be like, no, you don't, you don't need to talk about her like that. Like, what's, what's she going through? Mm-hmm. Just, man, sometimes you want her to be on your side, but she can be on my side, but she also like you, you still gonna respect humans, period. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, she she has done a lot to to progress my my life in that way for sure. Has has your mom had opportunity to, to meet her? Yeah, yeah. What's their relationship like? I mean, they're cool. Um, I don't see my mom like that, you know, because I've just okay. been doing so much stuff. But they're cool. I mean, you know, she calls and asks her about her how she's doing. Just, uh, you know, they see each other. They cool. say and talk. You know, uh, I think my girl. I think everybody's met her has felt like you know, um, I think it's something about her like where she's cool, like where you know, for sure. So great job. So beyond accountability, what are maybe two other really important things that you think that you've learned since being with her? uh, Or uh, maybe not just learned in general, but you've learned about yourself. Uh, patience for sure. Um, like that's something you need to work on. Yeah, just patience or like just like really that the community patience in the communication aspect is just like you know like you're so used like I've been so used to being so dominant in mm-hmm. all of my relationships where it's just like a lot because of how I felt or my 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 um, I don't want to call it aggressiveness but more so like my abrasiveness. Okay. Make a girl be like, all right, shit, whatever, dude. You know, I'll go ahead, but. She has made me to open up and communicate, like, mm-hmm. on how you feel. Like, why do you feel this way? Um, okay, I get where you're coming from, but look at how, look what I'm saying, you know. And it's that real, like, where we might have a small issue, and to stop it from turning into a big issue, you have to have a conversation about mm-hmm. it. Where usually I used to be able to be like, man, I ain't fucking talking about it. Either you want me to do it how I want to do it, or, you know, we're not going to be fucking build. around. Yeah. And now it's just like you can't. I can't say that. I can't do that. I have to uh, actually really talk to her about things and, and, and fix it and work it out. You know, and we don't have a lot of issues, but you know, of course, in anybody that you're dealing with, especially on a daily basis, you're gonna have some disagreements. And it's just like you know, there's been times where we've had disagreement and have an hour talk, and this is like really wasn't disagreement at all. It's just a misunderstanding. Mm. She's also taught me a lot about, you know, just kind of like, she's, well, I ain't gonna say she's taught me, but in our relationship, like, we both encouraged each other just to, like, be ourselves, like, no matter what, like, I've as I came into the relationship, I didn't, I didn't want to try to change anything about her, it's just like, if I like her, I like her, you know, I don't need her to change anything about herself, you know, just be who you are, and you know, I think this is that's this pushed me and it's, it's helped me find my passions. And that's why I said like she helps me do things that add value to myself, not value to to her. Like, oh, you're being a better boyfriend, but you're adding the better you are, the better I am as me. That helps me Natural. be a better yeah, exactly. So transitioning to being a great boyfriend, you know. So yeah, I mean, so just things like that. She's always, you know, she's a she's a thinker, you know. So I always have to. Be on my toes and be like, 
thinking about what we should talk about. We have to have those those talks every once in a while. We just This one is, and I'm not going to hold you too long, but I appreciate what you've been able to share so far, because uh, I know that obviously it's a very vulnerable conversation, you know, but I think that you obviously have a lot of experience um, from what I personally know, um, and a lot of wisdom, a lot of game that you can give, you know, for other brothers, especially our immediate peers, yeah. you know, and so... This one is, a, is a, just a two-parter. When did you first realize you loved your lady? And then when did you first realize that you wanted to take that next step towards marriage? Or planning it at least? Um, so I think, you know, we're all creatures of, you know, like, of what you experience. Like, which, which I have you experienced. And I've, I've had a lot of experiences, like, whether it's, you know, relationships or dealing with women where you just, you know, kind of like just messing around or whatnot, and, you know, a lot of them, a lot, I don't, I don't like, I'm not going to use the word, the T word, you know, the T word, I've had a lot of terrible relationships, mm-hmm. I don't want to use toxic, I don't mm-hmm. think people are overusing it, it's so like, it's taken away from the power of the word, right. um, but I had a lot of terrible relationships, and all of them were on my behalf, I would say, mm-hmm. like me, that was causing it. Um, rather, it was just me being like, like, um, like when I say I was abrasive, I would say like verbally on a verbal side for sure, of uh, being verbally abusive to women. Like, you know, like I would say bitch like it was their name, mm-hmm. you know, or I would, you know, just it was just like I had it had to be like they had to understand like. I'm this 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 top dog, and mm. you know you do as I say, like, and that was just you know a lot of that had to do with insecurities that I was that yeah. I were that I was dealing with, right. and I didn't know how to deal with them at a younger age, so you know, like it was just like I had to be the boss, like I had to be you know, mm. and and so coming into this relationship, I was looking at this like just be open and be you know be you know be open to you know yeah exactly and criticism I never took kindly to that but Mm -hmm. I think it was like with her it was just like it was a natural thing like that I wasn't offended when she criticized me more so than I was like I want to try to meet those demands yeah Yeah, that's that's special and I don't know, it was just a natural thing, but like I said, I was in that transitional phase where I was trying to become a better person anyway, so it was just like, mm-hmm. she was she was right on time, and I think, I, it was early on, you know, that I felt like, like oh, I kind of love her. Okay, yeah. It was early, it was early, and I never really like, you know. Did even, you keep it to yourself to try to... <laughs> you know, we know how we test the water, and it's you know, kind of like still, still playing. Yeah. Like, like I'm still like you know, but I think uh, she might, she might feel embarrassed about this, but like I think we were, we were, I know, I know, we were, we were having sex the first time I told her. That's real though. Yeah, and I was just like, well, I will go all this. I hope she don't think I'm corny. Hey, but it's too late now. Shit. But even before I told her that, I felt I felt that. So it was just like even 
Like yeah. even weird, oh. weirder. Um, and then I think, um, like, oh, I read here and there. I read a lot of stuff. So it's just like, you know, you think about marriage and it's just like, you know, or having kids and somebody. It's just like, is this really the woman that you want to can you see her raising your kids? Like, or how does this woman treat other people? You know, mm-hmm. you look at, you know, look at that track record. Like, what is she willing to do for others? You know, um, that you know she'll be willing to do for her own kid, or that she'll be willing to do, you know, for you as as a, as a partner. You know, she kind of proved pretty early on that was just like, you know, hey, you no, know, as man, you you like, you're looking for the bad things. You know, yeah. like I'll be like, man, stop acting like my mom, stop acting, stop mm. being bossy. But it's just like, those are the days where, I, you know, you you almost trying to sabotage the. We are the progress, insane, bro. yeah. You know, like you're being bossy today. You real, you know. And she's just like, nah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm actually, you know. And so I think, I think at a certain point, which was again early on, like I was just like, oh, when I get my money right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get her a nice size ring, and you know, and, and go ahead and do it because it was just like, yeah, I thought, I thought it was worth it. I still think it's worth it for sure. Uh, you kind of uh, I just went to see Queen and Slim today by myself really because she's out of town and for whatever good reason she felt like it would be best for her to go see that with her friends they planned a girls day to go see that like last week I was just like why would you go That's see you feel? Black yeah, like I was taken back by like <laughs> she's just like but usually when she tried to get me to go see love movies I'm like I don't want to see that I don't want to see that and finally, the one you do right. want to see, now she don't want to see it. Right, a black one. You know, and I ended up seeing that today, and it was just like, watching that, I don't know if you've seen it yet, or... I haven't had a chance one. to see it yet, but I'm sure they probably have. Yeah, it's, you know, if you if you got a girl at the time, especially with someone that you're really down with, you fucking with, that it pushes, it kind of pushes you more towards them, like... That's beautiful. You know, yeah, and that feeling of, you know, somebody that's really ride or die and they just they, you, you haven't made them be this way it's, it's, it's been it's just a real like they've grown into it and it's like that's a position that I felt like she you know like, that she deserves for sure wow that's amazing man. seriously damn good for you kid <laughs> I'm happy for you seriously bro um I'm gonna close it out what um, 50 years from now where do you see your love life? Where do you, and where you where do you just see yourself in life? Well, hopefully I'm alive, uh, for sure. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think yeah. Fifty, but but it's, I mean, the thing that I mean, like you think fifty years of being with somebody, you where you think looking at it is we're almost coming up on knowing each other for five years. Like she said one day, like one day we were we were getting ready and she was like every time you speak it's like you speak as if we've only been dating for a little bit and I was just like in my mind I was just like is that a bad thing and she was like but that's a good thing because it doesn't have to feel like it's been dragging I mean, it's still fresh yeah, yeah exactly so wow. I'll be like she's like so I'll be making comments like like two years ago I did this and she'll be like dude you did, you did that in 2015 I'm like it's 2019 so it's just yeah. like you know you get that, that that inkling of time, so you know, I don't know how it changes over fifty years, but you know, hopefully we're still enjoying each other's company like you do now, and 
you know, I'm pretty sure we won't be having sex at that point. But, you know. Who knows where technology might be. Right, yeah. You might be able to have an everlasting job. Who knows? But yeah, but that's, force. that's the thing is, it's just like, you know, because sex gets old, especially when it's just right. with one person. Right. You know, so it's like, yeah. what else is, you know, do you enjoy being around this person when you're not doing something sexual or when you're not you know, engage in a sexual act and, you know, and I'm just like, yeah, like, we'll set up and watch Netflix and eat food and do whatever all day or we'll go on walks, you know, like, so you enjoy those things, doing those things with that person and just, like, it doesn't get on your nerves to the point like, uh, you're not questioning yourself. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hope, I hope you make it that far in 50 years, but... I don't know, like I said, like I'm one of those people that, you know, I don't I don't try to look too far into the future unless we're talking about clothes. Hmm. Uh, or, you know, just like try to learn from my past, you know, and I try to be present in the present and, you know, and know that the future is coming no matter what. You know, so it's just like as much as I'm dealing with my present, it's gonna affect it's gonna have a major effect on my, my future. I can't change the past. I mean, any bad relationships that I have, but I do know that I have learned a lot, a lot, a lot from that. You know, there's some people where we go into. We don't. I don't think. I think. I think a lot of my friends that I talk to, they they don't really learn a lot from their relationship. They're just like you know, like trying to put emotions. Yeah. Like for me, I I, I kind of like try to look and dissect all the relationships I have, especially the the last one that I had before this one, um, which I think. Uh, but you know, that, was, that relationship, I got told you're the, you're the best and the worst person I've ever dated yeah. in them. Yeah. So it's like, so right? Like for somebody to say that you're the best, like it's just like, well, but then for them to say that you're the worst, it's just like, nigga, like, it's gonna like how can you be both? Yeah. You know, but it's just like, like damn, like you want to be the best. Like I would have just took you like, oh, you're just mediocre over being the best and the worst because it's just like time but I knew I do know that what she meant when she said that I do want to touch on what you said real quick though about some of your some of your other friends not examining their relationships do you think that you have the ability to examine your relationships now because you um, you've dealt with those insecurities yeah Oh, I think, I think, I think looking back, I think looking back on it, I mean, like I said, in relationships, I mean, we kind of, we as people, we kind of like throw our own insecurities onto others, you know, and I think that's what I did a lot of, and I was just like, I did, a lot of the time I didn't have reasons to be insecure, but it was like, you know, like, like whether, just for example purposes, like whether, I was in a time of, you know, I left a big D1 school to come to a smaller school. Um, me playing sports no longer means anything to anybody. So then it's just like, well, you're really, like, who are you? Besides football. So, you know, you still you start trying to find a different you within yourself. Uh, and then it's just like, you still got, I still got hopes of going to the NFL. You know, which is slim to none going to whatever school you go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you go there and then talk about the baggage that you can't have to come there with. Uh, 
and it's just like you know you're going through that process and while in a serious relationship you know you feel like I'm thinking at some point like I had my hopes word I was going to get drafted I was going to get picked up by a team so you don't so those leaders start going oh you're not you know for most of my life I'm, I'm not just Keith I'm Keith the football player you know so now that becomes not part of who you are so you just Keith just like, oh, what is he doing? Just like, he do anything. You know, and that builds, I mean, that builds, you know, it makes you really insecure, you know, and it's just like, you know, a person might look like, I could, I could probably have a lot of the women that I wanted, but it's just like, you know, the, the, the girl that you're with at that time is just like, slowly you know you slowly start to soak in yourself and start to feel sorry for yourself and then it's just like that sadness or that you know that that feeling sorry for yourself slowly starts to turn to to being angry or being mm-hmm. you know it's just like not easy to be around and then it's just like it's like a condition it's like, yeah it's like well damn why you want to do this with me or do that and it's like I think of you you know so we have those problems and you know, and it just starts to be like, yeah, it's just those insecurities just start to eat up, eat away, and it's like, the smallest insecurities turn into the biggest fucking issues. Like, yeah. But I do think, looking at my friends, I don't, I don't, like, just, just speaking with them, I think some of them be thinking, like, they haven't took that accountability for the part they played in, you know, these, these terrible relationships, because, if we look, if you look at a lot of relationships, and people be like, "Oh, we broke up," a lot of the time they broke up because something bad happened, Absolutely. or it was a pattern of bad things happening, or it's a pattern of behavior where it's just like, "Oh, this thing is a dirt ball. This thing is this. This, this thing does that." And I think, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my friends I do talk to about relationships stuff, they haven't found like, hey, "What were you doing?" Mm-hmm. And we can always point out. It's easy to point out what the other person has done but it's like what part did you play in it and I, I, I think I've done a good job of reflecting on that and although some embarrassing moments and some fucked up moments and some you know uh, terrible moments but you look back and you're just like understanding the role that you played in and it's just like how do you change that how do you change it for the next time that anything happens and things of that nature and I'm like I know it's kind of weird or funny coming from me but it's just like Shit, you know, you don't really get some of the blessings that you get if you don't learn from mm. from previous relationships. I think that's I think that's really one of the more important things, especially for, for black black dudes. It's great. You know, we're you know, you can be very cyclical. We yeah. do the same shit over and over, and, right. and then it's contagious. And then you look up and you're 55. And now you're just this grumpy ass old man with nobody. Mm. You know, don't want to be that. You know, and it's hard. I think it's hard for it's hard for to make it. I ain't gonna say it there. I don't want to say it there. But yeah, I think it's hard to be. You know, for a woman to be a black woman to be with a black man. Mm. You know, just because of our position in society. You know, like whether it's like the stress of as soon as he leaves out of this door. You know, so be coming back. Like, I don't know, yeah. be coming back. You know. Um, you know, in 
especially if she got a good black man, it's just like, you know, they're lurking. Mm. Like, because, you know, you see it when, I know when, when black women see a, a good black man, it's just like, you know, when they single, it's just like, you know, like, why is yeah, exactly. Yeah, why, what, who did, what did you do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. That's, yeah, no, that's real. So it's just like, you know, it's like, we talk about so funny, bro. Ten black women and one black man, and just like you know, like shit. You know, they looking like you know, like how did that, how did that happen? Like, or why did she love him so much? Or you know, why do they have this good thing? You know. So that's why I say it's, it's really hard for you know like, to have this prize, and you know, we, misery loves company. So it's just like if you <laughs> if you're not around not hanging with five other black couples that's, you know, happy, you know. It, it, the other energy. You throw, yeah, you can throw a wrench in your shit, like. But yeah. Wow. Keith, again, man, I want to thank you again for coming on here, man. You are, you know, the first to to grace the podcast so I really appreciate it I think that it was an amazing conversation that like I said before I knew that you would have um, you know a lot of experience to share and yeah. so I appreciate you coming through and we'll have to, to do this again in a later date yeah for sure I'll have some updates yeah yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> well I definitely have a part two coming in yeah alright signing up alright yep